Welcome to Politics Done Right. We are here coming from the studios of Politics Done from of KPFT. Folks, today is training day. So if a few kinks happen here and there, bear with us. But we are going to have a great time today. We have a great subject matter for you today. Frivolous student lawsuit. Yes, Biden warns the oil, T-H-U-G-S, that you know what they need to do? You cannot be raising prices, folks. You cannot be raising prices because of Hurricane Ian. After all, we know the reality is there are only 200,000 barrels of oil that will be offline because of Hurricane Ian. And lastly, but not least, 85% of the population will be living under what? Austerity. But, you know, let's talk a little bit of local politics first, folks. What are your thoughts? Please, I want to give everybody a notion here. Please remember, your vote matters. Please remember that. Please go to the Harris County voting office or online, or if you are in another county, in another state, or whatever, please, folks, let's do our civic duty and vote. So remember, go to your county office and make sure that you are registered. That's the way it is done. That is the way we make sure that we control our own destinies. Folks, this is a call-in show, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. I want you to have the phone lines lit up. I know folks forgot that we used to take calls two and a half years ago, but we're back doing it again. So share, let everybody know that KPFT 90.1 FM is back. Back on the air, KPFT 90.1 FM is ready to go. KPFT 90.1 FM is ready to take your calls, ready to take your input, ready to take your suggestions, ready to take it all. So folks, don't forget, give us a call, keep us in your minds, and let's remember that this is your station. 713. By the way, all lines are open right now. So if you want to start talking before I get into my soliloquy, you can start right now, 713-526-5738. Once again, 713-526-5738. As I said, our subjects today, very important to discuss. Our subjects today, tuition, tuition forgiveness, or what should I say, student debt forgiveness. We have encouraged all our students to go to college. I mean, everybody doesn't need to go to college. We understand that. But one of the main focuses over the last several decades have been to tell all our kids, you must go to college. In order to have a good living, you must go to college. Now, that's not true completely, right? Welders make a lot of money. Plumbers make a lot of money. There are a lot of professions, a lot of trades that require just devoting to that particular skill that makes you a lot of money. But by the way, those guys also took out many of them student loans to get the knowledge that they have to do what they're doing right now. They have invested as well in themselves. Now we have uh, the president. President Biden said he's going to give, he's going to forgive the loans of many. OB, the, the, the CBO came out. And said, that's going to cost $400 billion over the next 10 years to do that. Or over the next 30 years or something like that to pay that bill. That $400 billion to forgive these student loans. And then, of course, we have those in the corporatocracy that decided, oh, they're going to scream. 
they're going to scream. Why are we going to give away $400 billion to folks who went to school and just are not paying their bills back? How badly? Have you been a teacher? Have you seen what teachers in our society do? Our teachers that have been to the University of Texas or teachers that have been to Harvard or teachers that have been all over who end their college education with $50,000, $100,000 of debt, and they're getting minimal salaries as professors, as teachers, as educators, people that spend most of their time with your kids, your most important resource, but they're paid menial wages comparatively. You ask why we should forgive loans for most? Because they've invested, they have done what we've asked them to do. And then we have allowed, we have allowed systems to put them in forever debt. So the suit that's coming, the suit that's trying to say they don't deserve it, is a suit, it's, to put it as best as I can, it's an evil endeavor. Because nobody complained that every day that you pump gas, every day that you buy certain products in the stores, your tax dollars have subsidized it decade after decade after decade. As you work, as you work in whatever industry, whatever high technology industry, whatever low technology industry, your tax dollar was at work to help those who have turned those businesses into profit-making enterprises. Your dollar, you have invested in that. Why do you want to pay back student loans? What about those folks who said, I am not going to go to school because I couldn't afford it and I knew it, so I just didn't go to school. You know, life is not, you know, for those who made the choice and followed what society have been telling them, you want more money, go, to, go get a job. Some decided they didn't want to do that. So why should they be responsible for helping pay the bills of others? Well, you know what? You know what society means? Society means we ensure that we have a place for everybody. We ensure that all of us have equal access to success. That those that some will have their bills paid or their, their student loan, not their bills, their student loans paid and others who hadn't gone to college at all. For those people to feel like they got the short end of the stick, that's not true at all. Because those that feel they've gotten the short end of the stick going forward, if they decide that they wanted to go to school, if they decide they wanted to do something else as well. They have the option. They have the opportunity. They will, they will be able to do the same things. Folks, 713-526-5738. Lines are completely open. Uh, before I change subjects, I have more to say on this subject. I would love to hear from you. would love to hear your thoughts. I know today many thought we were preempted. The emails went out. Well, we didn't get preempted after all because the Hurricane Ian decided to make landfall in Florida, and the January 6th committee more than likely didn't want the attention off of the January 6th committee and onto the hurricane, which is causing devastating results in 
uh, Florida. So folks, please give us a call. We are on air. We are waiting. 713-526-5738. If you are listening on one of our networks, whether that be YouTube, whether that be Twitch, whether that be Insta, uh, Insta, Instagram? No, we're not streaming to Instagram right now, but we are streaming to LinkedIn and we are streaming to Twitter. Give us a call, 713-526-5738. I know many of you are a little bit scared to call in, but folks, that's not who we are. We love to have fun with you. So give us a call, 713-526-5738. Where are our peeps? They're not here yet. Well, let's continue on the subject with um, the student loans. So anyhow, this, uh, this, these folks decided to sue. And, uh, you know, we, we, they first had to find somebody that has, in, in, in legal terms, there's something known as standing. You can only file a suit against somebody if you have what's called standing. So finally, somebody decided to say, they have standing. And what I want to do now is read to you. Suit against, suit against student debt relief slammed as transparently frivolous public suit. According to the Common Dreams, the first lawsuit challenging President Joe Biden's plan to cancel some student loan debt for low- and middle-income Americans is based on an erroneously claim about the program, said the White House on Tuesday as other critics decried the suit. Frank Garrison, a lawyer at the right-wing Pacific Legal Foundations, filed a lawsuit. The U.S. District Court of Southern District of Indiana arguing that Biden's debt cancellation plan will have untold economic impacts on Americans like him and claiming he will now be forced to have the student debt canceled and then taxed. Garrison lives in Indiana, one of the seven states that have said they may be canceling student debt. We have a call on six. Uh, Garrison lives in Indiana, one of seven states that have said they may tax cancel student debt. Think about what your government is doing there. You got a break for a change. You got a break. And what happened? What happened after you got that break? Let's take James in and we'll finish this article. And I'll explain to you the evil within. James, how are you doing, my friend? Talking about student debt. And folks, the number is 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. We have a lot of lines open. I know a lot of folks don't know that we're back on air live yet, but we are back. Please spread the word. Come on in, James. Talk to me. Okay, we're about to bring James in. All right, folks, excuse a little bit. Hello, James. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. How are you? I am doing fine, James. Uh, first of all, if we have a little uh, nicks and knacks here, we're training. We just got back on the air, so bear with us. Thank you so kindly for calling in. Tell me your story. Yeah, uh, well, first of all, Sam, we're glad you guys are back on the air live. Uh, uh, um, but uh, I kind of want to disagree with some of the points you were making about, uh, about the student debt relief. Um, when you kind of dismiss the concerns of people who opted out of college uh, to avoid going into debt, mm-hmm. um, like I, I'm in my 30s now, I can't get a lot of this, especially the government's right. loans, which are what we're uh, uh, are being covered. Right. Um, 
So, like, there, there is definitely a, a disservice done to those of us who went into the job market. Um, and, and just like when, you know, corporate taxes are cut, that's mm-hmm. tax money that could have been spent for something else. Right. For the general good. So, it, so let me see if I understand you. So you disagree with uh, forgiving a debt, correct? Um, at least the way it's being done. Okay. Uh, I'm of the opinion that, that uh, higher education should be free. It mm-hmm. should be government funded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also understand that the way the government handles student debt and packages it and puts it onto the market, uh, it, it's going to have repercussions right. for the economy as a whole. Uh, which also is going to disproportionately affect people without college education. Right. And how do you think it would affect the people without college education? Um, everything from roads to post office workers, you know, uh, are going to have less available funds. Um, I mean, personally, you know, I'm well skilled, uh, you know, a 24-year-old person who gets out of college can start at the company higher than me and make more money, even though they know less about the job than I do. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think there is a definite disservice to people who aren't on the receiving end of this. Let me let me see if I can uh, I, I can somehow uh, work in in your domain because I understand exactly where you're you're coming from. You decided that. I want. I may want to go to college. I can't afford to go to college. I don't want to go in debt, so I just go into the market. I just go get a job. That's what you decided, and that that is your right to decide. That others hear that uh, we can offer you. Uh, we come on and go to college anyway. Just get in debt and pay your debt off to go to college. That's the other option, right? And after they've made that pact, and by the way, let me just tell you that I had student debt as well. Lucky for me, in in the times that I went to college, I was able to pay off my debt. I feel, for your age, sir, I feel like we have done you a disservice all the way around. I think my daughter has a disservice all the way around. I think we have been horrendously terrible in the way we've done with the educational system. But the only way we can transition right, is to make good. Now, you are in that not so sweet spot in that, well, you did the right thing for you. You simply didn't want any debt, so you took no debt. Some people, uh, they bought into, I want debt. I mean, I want an education even if I have to take on debt, right? Now, we have forces telling folks to do these things. Um, A lot of folks have gone through a a lot of pain. They paid their, their student debt Two or three times with the with the main with the balance saying the same. That's that's where many folks are, and some have yes, grant, grantedly paid it off. It's not a hundred percent fair world, but what I want and what I think most of us should want is to maximize what we're doing. In your case, you didn't go to college, but you're a skilled person. Somebody out of college may come to your same company and make more money than you do. My thing is why those are in in my opinion, James. Those are two different stories, right? 
In other words, why is it that your important skill, just because somebody has some papers, is going to come in not doing the performance that that not performing as or or not giving the the worth to that job that it deserves? And that person just in lieu of having that degree. Let me tell you, that's how I feel about the stockbroker. The stockbroker make millions. As an engineer, I create stuff. I never made that money. We all have it. the sec- second part of the show is going to talk about an economic system that is really fraudulent, doesn't work. And I think those are all a part of it to mend it, to fix it. I think we have to start making people whole. And sometimes we are you, me will be at a disadvantage. Sometimes we would be at, at an advantage. Do you, do you buy that? Um, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, and I, I don't even necessarily disagree with you in principle, but I do disagree with, with uh, at least the way I perceive uh, the minimizing the, the effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a public perception of people who are against the way uh, mm-hmm. the debt's being treated uh, right. are, you know, conservatives against uh, free higher education and whatnot. And that's not the case. I just right. I, I think there definitely could have been a more equitable way to approach it. Yeah, I, I think I think most of us believe in equity. Um, you know, we have different ways of expressing that. But I think but I think most people believe in equity. Just we have these external forces trying to pin us against each other. Hey, he's getting something for free. But James, first of all, I want to thank you for calling. Secondly, I'd like you to keep us on your radar and keep coming back. And whenever you have something to say, I want you to remember that this is your station. Please tell other people about this station. We're just coming back live on air. Uh, So I want to thank you kindly for calling. Okay, sir? Yeah, thank you for having me. Like I said, I'm really glad you guys are back live on the air. I've been listening since I was in high school. Great. Thank you so kindly. Thanks for, Thanks for having me. You have a great day. All right. We are going to go to Judy next. And folks, we have more calls available. 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Come on the air with us right now. Judy, talk to me. Communities. Yes. We're talking about a unification of uh, neighborhoods that normally have been uh, torn apart by, uh, you know, gangsters, you know, that type thing. And, you know, I really was hoping that somebody in Sunnyside mm-hmm. would get together and take the retired gangsters, you know, whatever gangs they were with, mm-hmm. and uh, have them sit down with the uh, the ministers, the preachers, all of the religious people, mm-hmm. and be able to talk things out and come with uh, an attitude of goodness that it would actually be considered uh Something like uh, an organization called Gangsters for God, Mm -hmm. G4G. Okay. Now, these ministers could take these at-risk teens at the the judicial levels of, of, you know, the JP courts. Yes. So you've got a kid in trouble. He's a teenager. He needs a hand up, not a handout. But part of this... um, system of where you put somebody on probation or that type thing, they could actually do their community service with tradespeople that have to do their community service. Obviously, they'd be supervised. But could you imagine that um, 
the kids could uh, be trained to be assistants to uh, carpenters, um, plumbers, electricians, all of the different trades, and that they'd be given a gift of a trade. Judy, um, let me tell you something, okay? Um, mm-hmm. why, why I love doing these call-in shows and 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 working here, uh, doing what we do here at KPFT is that we get to hear the folks outside bring up those ideas that one should follow, one should look at. Let me, let me tell you something. Do you realize the way if we follow some of those folks that want to just get hard on crime and lock them up and throw away the key, they forget it costs us money to do that. They forget it that usually a jail creates more create better thugs and thieves jails do that and what you just spoke about is the smart way of handling things young kids that commit a lot of crimes a lot of these kids they they are they have a kid's mind and it even you may call them a thug you may call them all these things but these are a, a lot of times folks that if they were to get attention, as you mentioned there, if they were to get a skill, if they were to get ahead, if, you know, it, I, I don't know anybody that once they learn the worth of work, doesn't want to do it, Judy. And I know. what you are saying there, we could create a great society. But let me tell you something, Judy, and you tell me your thoughts on this. Um, society really loves the ideas. There are certain parts of society that loves the idea that a lot of folks are going to make money by putting bodies in jail because it, it, you know, you have to feed them, you got to clothe them, you got to have guards and all of these guys are on the payroll of somebody else. And because most of the times now they want to privatize these entities, somebody at the back end is making a profit from judges who have that thought of locking up people over and over again. But if we had more people like Judy's out there speaking up with sensible solutions to crime and sensible and humane thoughts about what we can do in society, it will be great. Your thoughts, Judy? Well, I think that uh, when they say it uh, takes a village, it takes a multi-generational village. Yes. It'll take some of the uh, parishioners from some of the churches that had to serve time right. to be able to take and open up the envelope of conversation. Right. It, I think it. I think that certain aspects where anybody that um, has a heart and a soul, even those that are maybe walking in the uh, the darkness of evil, will be um, shown by the bright light of optimism, by the power of positive projection, everybody. I love that. I, I, I mean, it. I so love those words, positive projection. And you, you know something, Judy, there's something else that, I, that you mentioned that I didn't say that I really love. When you talk about why don't we get retired gangsters to mentor the, the, the gangsters of the world? Because there's a certain language that they can speak about. I was there sure. and it wasn't all that good. I was there, but it wasn't all that so good. That is why you should listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm talking as if from the point of view of a gangster, of course. You know, so, I mean, sure. I, I think that is great. Anything else you'd like to say, Judy, before we go, to, go on? Just uh, one other thing, folks. Uh, you might not know it, but you can research. I, I, by trade, I'm a researcher. I research details that most people, you know, wouldn't even think of, much less would people care. But there's something to consider when uh, someone who has a birth name, there is a spiritual 
bond in that birth name of a child that is the blueprint of how they walk in the light mm-hmm. or the darkness or what happens to them later especially when they decide they don't like their first name and they call themselves a street name mm-hmm. or they call themselves initials so what happens is they cut themselves off from feeling now because they don't feel anything what are they going to do they got to feel something so they got to drink they got to drink and drug they have to tat they have to pierce because they got to feel it and they have to get in trouble in some cases you know there's some kind of feeling that if they hang with the people that right. are taking them down the bumpy road oh this is exciting you know well but but if somebody would just adhere to the fact that over 80% of people sitting in the prisons across this country because they don't know who they are they haven't lived to the expectation of what their built-in blueprint is I what read happens you. is they end up they end up uh, being able to pass a lie detector. Read you, but, Judy. I read you. But we you see. Got to go. But thank you so kindly for, for giving us well, a God call. God bless everybody. Welcome back. And thank you so kindly. Please remember that, to share. I, I, hope pe- I hope people are going to look at with, with the messages here as a gift from God, because uh, I have been obsessing about this, writing this stuff thank down. You. Got to go, Judy. But thank you. It's going to be a better world. And look, you and you're you're a good person. So thank you so kindly. Okay, Judy. All right. Uh, Anyway, folks, that was Judy. I love it. Seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Good person. Seven one three five two six five seven three eight. We have more calls coming in, but get get me a chance to continue where we were with the uh, with the student loan uh, issue. Let 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 continue. I I mentioned earlier that uh, somebody said that it would have an effect on them if this go through. So Frank Garrison, a lawyer at the right wing Pacifica Legal Foundation, filed a lawsuit in U.S. court for the Southern District of Indiana, arguing that Biden's debt cancellation plan will have untold economic impacts on Americans like him and claiming he will now be forced to have his student loan canceled. And he got some help from Indiana. Garrison lives in Indiana, one of the seven states that have had that have said they may tax cancel student debt. The lawyer had planned to have his student debt wiped out through a program that benefits public service employees, in which case the debt would not have been taxed as income. You know what is so interesting? Let me let me explain that because a lot of people don't get it, right? When if, if you if you have a big debt and somebody forgives that debt. Uh, from a from an accounting point of view, that is considered income to you. And if it's income to you, Uncle Sam comes for you and says, hey, guys, you got, let's say they forgave $20,000 worth of your debt. That means you have an income that year increased by $20,000. The question is then, is that real? Well, Uncle Sam may say so, but with, but with with Biden's debt relief, I believe they have clauses to prevent that on the federal level. We can't do that on the state level, right? So here is Indiana coming around to say, okay, we're going to tax you if you get your debt forgiven. And this guy is worried now because it's going to have unforeseen effects on him. For him not seeing the big picture that no debt, even if you're taxed on the debt that was canceled, 
it is still orders of magnitude less than the debt proper. So therefore, this on this this hardship that he's talking about doesn't really have to be hardship, right? But that's what they want you to believe. Anyone who does not want debt relief can choose to opt out. There is the answer, White House spokesperson Abdullah Hassan told the New York Times. Why would this group bring this baseless claim? Because opponents of the debt relief plan are trying anything they can to stop a program that will provide needed relief for working families. Pacific Legal Foundation admitted that the Times that their case will be harder to argue if Garrison and all others can opt out. If this is a lawyer, why didn't he know that? Why didn't he know that? Within the program, there was the option to opt out. Folks, give us a call. We're halfway through the show. 713-526-5738. All lines are open. We're taking calls. So far, we've had two good calls. Let's get more involved. Tell us what you want to talk about. Introduce yourself to the show. 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Now, here's a funny thing. The entire cost... According to the CBO, that's the, that is the nonpartisan group that determines what things are going to cost. Guess what it's going to cost America? $400,000 over decades, right? Now, in one year, we gave $2 trillion. We gave it $2 trillion tax forgiveness for a whole lot of, a whole lot of corporations. And you know what? Even the mainstream media did not cover it as much as they did somebody trying to sue to not allow good folk to get the loans they deserve. All right. Next subject is going to be Joe Biden, the hurricane. We got a call. So as soon as they process that, we'll be coming in with the call. But the next time, next, next item is Joe Biden. He came out today. And, you know, I, I was preparing the show today and, uh, you know, I saw him on the screen. and I said, let me see what, what, what our brother or big brother is saying today. And he goes out and he says, these are the things that I want to do, right? And uh, I, I, I'm going to help Florida. I'm going to make sure that we will be ready for whatever DeSantis wants. Bridge MCP, welcome to Politics Done Right. I see you on, on, on Facebook. She's saluting Ashley on, on Facebook. It's amazing. All right, Dennis, uh, let's see. Come on in. Dennis, uh, let, let's, let, let's talk. Dennis, come on in. You're hot. Hello, Egberto. How are you, sir? Enjoying the show like uh, I always do. Thank you, Dennis. And, How uh, can I help you, my friend? Listen, I, uh, you know, it's an excellent topic. I don't have student debt. I actually uh, benefited from a Pell Grant. It was just a few thousand dollars uh, mm -hmm. at ACC. But I would wish you could touch on a... How college got so expensive in the last 30, 40 years? And B, uh, was there like some kind of scammery involved? When I say scammery, uh, in the, you know, giving out of the, the student debts that had a lot of interest or were basically kind of unfair, you might I say. Am if, you, 
if you would just touch on those subjects, uh, I'll continue. I'll hang up and continue to enjoy your show as always. Okay, you, Dennis. Right. You uh, before you go though, I want to I want to thank you for calling in, and also I want to ask you to please remind everybody else. You know, we're this is just the second show that I'm doing since being back live on air. Please remind right, others right. that we are here and share the, our stuff that we have on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and everywhere else. So thank you so kindly for calling in, Dennis, and I'll answer all of those questions as soon as you get off. All right, folks, here, here's the deal. Dennis asked some very important questions about student loan. Uh, first, I want to touch on the first thing that he asked. The first one was, why are, why is student loan, are student loans so expensive? Then he, I mean, or is college so expensive? And secondly, the next question was, and is there some kind of a scamry occurring with these loans, interest rates, and et cetera? Remember, there are two kinds of student debt, private and, and uh, private debt and the debt that's backed by the government. I'll explain all of that later, but let's go to the first one. The first one is why is college so expensive? Uh, this is a very, very dirty story, and it has two parts. You know, they, uh, the, the way, what, what a lot of uh, corporations like to do right now is they would say all these darn universities, they just want to build a whole lot of buildings and keep a whole lot of professors in these buildings making money that they shouldn't. I mean, I even have a good friend of mine, a professor at a, a, a college. He agrees that uh, that universities have invested too much in all these beautiful buildings, invested too much in 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 things like uh, uh, professors that are doing very little, etc. So there is some waste in the college realm itself. Uh, there 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 is waste there. They could make other decisions, but you know, all those kids that go to those nice buildings that kind of creates an environment, a learning environment that they like as well. So I am I, I am willing to live with that part of the waste. I am personally. Um, when I go to the University of Texas and I visit my old alma mater, my, my daughter's old alma mater, uh, it, it is great seeing that we have the kind of technologies that we have there that cost a whole lot of money. But here is a major, major thing that nobody talks about. Every red state legislature, and actually to some extent blue state legislature, they always look at education to cut. You take a look at what they do here in Texas for uh, high schools, elementary schools, or whatever. They, whenever there's a budget cut, the students get cut. The teachers get cut. That is what happens, right? We are always willing to, to go for the, the people that have the least voice in our body politic. So they will cut education. So what happened in Texas and other states? Your the amount the amount that students are responsible for paying the tuition rate that they are responsible for paying continuously go up faster than the speed of inflation because in addition to inflation, state government proportionally is giving these universities and colleges less. And why are they giving them less? Because the corporations that go ahead and say we want a tax cut. We want to live in a tax cut state. They continuously tax cut taxes. And you know where those, whenever you hear a tax cut, remember that that money is coming from somewhere, whether it be your roads. You know, you talk about bumpy roads. Oh my God. Well, do you don't want bumpy roads? Stop giving tax cuts to corporations who shouldn't really have it. Who are the ones that are riding the big trucks that destroy your freeways? They don't want to pay for it. 
but they don't mind driving the cement trucks, the oil trucks, the and all these trucks are all over your freeways. They're the ones that do. The, you create a great asphalt freeway, a great concrete freeway. Your little car doesn't do any damage. That freeway could go on and on for decades without any work. But you go ahead and you put those big trucks that make those super great capitalists make money. That's what damages your road. And then they say, but they want us all to pay for it. So what happens with the schools again is that you have the legislature paying less to the school. The students are responsible for more. But it goes even deeper because it's not only that the students are now asked to pay more for the school, but everything. We talk about the dorms and all these different things that were priced at cost. We have these. I I give you a quick story. I want to digress a bit. I had some dental issues. So I went, I, I, they tried to charge me $5,000 for one tooth for root canal. I went ahead and went to the UT Dental School. And the UT Dental School is going to do the entire thing, or they could do the entire thing for $700 or just about that, right? From $5,000 to $700. But you know, I like to have conversations with everybody. So I am talking to people in the building that work there because I had to park. And I said, hey, when I park to come and get service here, are you going to uh, stamp my thing so I don't have to pay for parking? Oh, no, sir. You have to pay for parking. And even the students have to pay for parking. Even the people who work here have to pay for parking. I'm not off the subject. This is still a part of the subject. Even they have to pay for parking. I said, okay. She said, I said, what do you pay for parking? She said, every year. Every, every, every month, we have to pay $90 for parking. And we're happy with that because the other school over there charges them $180 a year. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that the school's parking lot? Yes, it's a school parking lot managed by a private company. Oh, so that's what's happening. The school decided to monetize its parking lot by bringing in a private company who makes a profit from charging its employees to park, something that should be free given the salaries that they make. So she says, we make so little and we have to pay for parking. If we don't want to pay for parking, we have to drive the train in. It's so inconvenient. So that is like going to a job and you can't find a place to park for your job without spilling another bunch. I mean, it it is. It is the same thing that happens in cafeterias at universities where they bring in the private sector. Oh, they make, and and, and the thing is, they all use it as a cost center to make money. It's constantly making money on those who can least afford it. And we smile and we take it. And they always talk about the efficiency of the private sector. It's the biggest lie and bull you have ever heard. So going back to the caller, Dennis, who called in. Dennis, what I'm trying to tell you is that's the first part of why college education constantly goes up. It goes up because as we as, as legislature asks folks to privatize things, as le- legislature gives less money per pupil to go to school then the burden falls on the pupil. I went to school, it was 40, I came to school as a foreigner, $40 per semester hour. And then uh, when I became a Texas citizen, it dropped from $40 to $4 a semester hour. Don't ask, by the time my daughter was ready to go to the University of Texas, my same university, it costed her, cost her so much more than the $4 or the $40. A semester hour. That is that is what I call the thuggery of the of, of whenever you have a private system 
go into 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 the fold and take extract money. Now let's go further with the debt because this is the next question that you ask that you asked. Plural. Sorry for the grammar problem. Okay, this is the second part of the problem. When you are asked to take a loan out, you can get a government loan or a private loan. There was a time, my friend, where the government, in as much as it was lending the money and also not only lending the money, but also paying, uh, you know, uh, paying the interest rates until the person finished college, they weren't managing that money that was backed by the government. They passed that on to a private bank. So before Obamacare, how does Obamacare have anything to do with it? You know, legislation have a lot of things mixed in. Before Obamacare, when your, your kid took out a, a, a loan backed by the government, it was still being managed by a private company. And that private company was paying, getting the interest payments and all of that kind of stuff from you. Right. If you defaulted on that debt, the government was still responsible to make that bank whole. So Obama came in with Obamacare and said, wait a minute. Why am I paying a bank fees for a loan that if the bank, uh, if the if the person defaults, the government still has to pay the bank for the loan? It was free money for the bank. Zero risk. The only reason to have a profit is if you are taking a risk. So Obamacare went ahead and took government-driven student loans away from the banks and had the government run it themselves. And the banking industry went crazy and they put out lies about Obama is socializing the, 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 the debt system. Obama is socializing the banking system when all he was doing is unsocializing it because this, the bank system in the old way was socialized bank system. You had no risk. That is why it was expensive. So anyhow, the private sector, remember, if the private sector takes over transportation, if the private sector takes over schooling, why do you think it costs more money to go to a private school than a public school? All right, because somebody is making a hell of a lot of money on that. So on the loans now, you asked about, is there some kind of a gimmickry? Yes, there was. Here is the deal. Corporations say, please cut our taxes, cut our taxes. And in order to cut our taxes, the state legislature say, okay, students, you're going to have to pay more of your money to go to school. Well, they don't have that money, so they take out loans. Some of them won't qualify for government loans, so they have to go and take out a private loan. And they take out a private loan with a higher interest rate. So here you go. Here's the deal. The private corporations take take taxes, uh, pay less taxes, which means they make more money. You pay to educate yourself by taking out loans to go to a college. That corporation then hires you. They get somebody that they that trained themselves to come and work for you. You didn't have to invest in training in them. So you got free money by having somebody else train the people you know. And then when it's time to pay back the debt, you, that student has to pay interest. It's all on that student. They have to pay the corporations the loans, the interest on the loans. They paid for their own education to subsidize the corporations. And numero tres, the corporations get a big benefit from not paying for schooling. 
I mean, that's the best racket there is in the world. But when you hear it on TV, when you hear this on MSNBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, or whatever, it is never explained in this fashion. It is always explained as if those irresponsible Gen Zs, those irresponsible Gen Xs, those irresponsible folks. That is crazy. I didn't see it. Uh, that is crazy. So we have to be careful of that. We have to be very careful of that. Uh, folks, uh, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. As you can see, not having taken a whole lot of live calls over the last two and a half years, I forget that I have to keep telling you guys, 713-526-5738. Please give us a call. Please give us a call at 713-526-5738. All lines are currently open. We are just waiting for your calls. 713-526-5738. A subject that you want to talk. So yeah, there we go with the call. So that is really my fault for not having told you guys. We're calling show, people. Give us a call. We have more lines open. 713-526-5738. Even myself have to get back into the things, Ashley, and remember that I have to keep telling folks 713-526-573. Otherwise, I can go on in a monologue forever. I don't want to bore folk, do I? No, right? So, all right, let's see. We have Alistair. Alistair, come on in. I think they're going to bring her in as soon as that thing turns green. I need to learn the scenario of this. Alistair, wow, come on in. Alistair, how you doing? Hey, brother, I'm good. You're looking good. Ashley's looking good. And I just want to thank you for bringing light to what a lot of people think, you know, slackers are getting a break from their student loans and they're not having to be responsible adults and yada, yada. I've struggled a long time with student loan debt. And this has been a miracle what President Biden has done. Let me tell you something, sister. You're so right. Continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, ma'am. Oh, no, you're good. That, that, was, that was my sentiment. Well, let That's me tell I you, Alistair, to- I, I'm going to tell you something, young lady. Um, I, am, I am really tired of middle-class America. I'm really tired of poor America taking the brunt for things they had nothing to do with. They like to make it seem like we too many people are slackers. I'm going to tell you the truth, Alistair. I don't know too many slackers. What the corporatocracy does is the following. They try to make a whole lot of people look... They, they use one example of a, couple, a few slackers, and they try to project that onto the whole society. And in that way, they can screw us all. And what I love about your statement right there is exactly what you said, my sister. Exactly what you said. Anyway, Alistair, thank you so kindly for calling in. And yes, my baby is in the studio with me today. So it it is great having all you guys out there, uh, you know, keeping the fort, keeping the fort down. Anything else you'd like to say, my dear? No, just keep on keeping on. Y'all are awesome. Thank you so kindly. Okay. Hey, Ashley, say hello. (laughs) <laughs> All right, we we're gonna have. I'm coming to you, Roberto, in a minute. My my daughter is gonna say a little hello here to KPFT and tell tell us your sentiment of KPFT. Right now, I am loving the new studio. It's a good vibe here, and um, you walk in, you just get a nice welcoming feeling, and you can see that it's really for the people. You can feel 
Like it's for the people and I love it. Thank you, my dear, beautiful daughter. Thank you for, and thank you for being here with me. I mean, hello everyone. (laughs) As you guys know, we've been in DC together for a while and now she's back in Houston with me and I'm happy, but Roberto is on the line. Let's go. Roberto, you're hot. Oh, yes, sir. Well, uh, good afternoon, everyone. I just wanted was to give a big shout out at uh, Politics Done Right, number one, with uh, KPFT. And uh, knowing the fact that you're giving a great topic about uh, college funds and how does it break down to private sector, I'm so delighted that you was able to explain that very well because most people don't understand the racketeer of whole private companies are making money on, uh, from different colleges. And second of all, I'm so delighted to know that my goddaughter, my beautiful goddaughter, is there sharing some magnificent time with you on Politics Done Right. Ashley, continue to keep doing what you're doing. We love you. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted was to give that big shout out. Hey. But, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Egberto, you are doing a great job in putting that information out. I think, uh, the country needs to know that, uh, especially, uh, here in USA, uh, we spend so much money on, uh, uh, college funds and, uh, students. That's why it's, it's, it's such a big racket here that the average student will always be in a depth that they just cannot get out of. So, right. So, uh, I hope I hope with your information, with uh, in tune everyone to let them understand the breakdown of this uh, monopoly that they, that they actually do for a student. Muchísima gracias. I, I just wanted to give that out. Muchísima gracias, hermano mío. Muchísima gracias. Thank you so kindly for calling in, Roberto, because uh, you you know how this stuff goes, man. We have to get. Yes, we sir. have to. Te- we have to tell the real story because. Most Americans are damn good people. It's just the information that we get that hurts, yeah. that makes us get yeah. against each other, etc. So thank you so kindly, brother. Let me go to Christian. You are a gem. Thank you, brother. Christian, you are hot. Christian, you're hot. Hello. Um, yes. Uh, my name is Christian, and I just wanted to call in to agree with what you're saying about the student loans. Um, uh, I'm 26 and I just uh, became a professor and I just uh, hate to see that uh, everybody I went to school with basically uh, they have to repay this, uh, these debts and it seems like a punishment for, for us having to, you know, to take a risk to, to get a higher uh, education or a better, better, better job. And the majority of people I went to college with, they, yeah, it it seems like that because we were forced to take out loans to to go to college. We we come from poor income families, so I agree with all that you're saying, and I'm thankful that this is this is a uh, getting in the air. Well, let me let me Christian. I have one big favor to ask you, and first of all, yeah. the, the, wait, no, I want to give you one big kudos first. I think if you if you read a lot of what I write, both in blogs and in magazines, I always say one thing. The teachers are the most important profession bar none. So I want to thank you kindly, first of all, for becoming a professor, for moving knowledge forward. That's what a lot of, you know, it, it takes us ha- and takes us in many other 
parts in this country have a tendency to not give teachers the honor that they deserve. Where I'm from, Panama, we call, we, when we talk about the profesora, when we talk about la licenciada, la profesora, I mean, we are, I mean, there's a certain amount of honor and dignity that came with that. We see a profesora in the, in, in, in Tagaropolis, in a grocery store or whatever. It's just like with honor that we see them. And over here, we watch that people this, you know, disregard teachers, but yet a stockbroker that is nothing more than a, a, a salesperson on a, in a casino, we give them merits and allow them to, 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 to make more than everybody else. There's something disjointed about that. So thank you, first of all, Christian, for being a professor. Secondly. Wow. And uh, thanks. Thank you. Uh, and that's actually a sentiment that I've been feeling uh, or I've been seeing in the rights. I thought I was going crazy, but actually I do see that there is some uh, some lost sentiment in ed- education. Uh, at least when I was growing up, uh, professors mm-hmm. were esteemed, right? Respected, right. like you say, right. in Panama. But I've been seeing that somehow uh, we've lost our respect for educators and, yes. and professors, even professors who are teaching at a at a higher education level with this fear that people are being indoctrinated and is this fear that's really uh, contaminating a lot of minds geared towards education? My brother, it, it has to do, and folks, 713-526-5738. I've been neglecting those numbers. I have to relearn. 713-526-5738. Professor, let me tell you something. It is by design. You keep a you keep a community ignorant. You can have them do whatever you want to do, you, and you you have been seen as a threat because you are the ones that promote knowledge, and that's the reason why we try to put in less esteem the professorships, if you will, or or or, or what you do. I actually want to say something. Go ahead, beautiful. Okay, I wanted to just put in my two cents by um, saying how a lot of people are against student loan forgiveness. Because they had loans themselves and they weren't forgiven and they paid them off and which is honestly congratulations to them. But I I always find it difficult because they are essentially saying that because they suffered, people in the future have to suffer too. Right. And so um, it's like that in uh, medical school for me. I know like in medical school, there's a, there's a few um, medical professionals and whatnot who will put their students through a lot of trouble because they were put through a lot of trouble. And it just, it just I guess, transmits and keeps the line of, frankly, okay. abuse going. Abuse. Yeah. And so, um, you know, because you don't say to, let's say it's like right after slavery was done, we don't, you know, we'll, well, I went through slavery, therefore we had to go through it too. It's, right. That doesn't make any sense. So progress is not nice you know in a sense to some people but it, it's necessary and it will hurt and it's not necessarily retroactive uh-huh. yeah so so anyhow before i let you go christian i just want to say thank you and i want to ask you to share with your other professors to share with your students about kpft 90.1 being live now in existence let them come to the news at noon uh, know the news at noon hour with politics done right monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday i, I come monday wednesday friday and others uh uh uh, gosh, I forgot. Dean Becker at uh, Tuesday, Thursday. So please, please, please talk about us and tell them that there is a station that is catering to what folks really need to hear, brother. Thank you so kindly for being here, Christian. 
Yes, thank you. I've been listening to y'all for a long time, and I'm glad y'all are taking calls. I'll thank you. The word. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. All right, we have another call to take, but while we, it queues up there, I'm going to go ahead and say, folks, um, I had two other subjects to carry, but you know, yours truly can get long-winded sometimes when callers come in and say certain things that definitely want, I want to cover, because like I always say on this show, this is your show. It is your show. Always remember that it's your show. Carl, come on in. Carl, air, you're going to be hot. You're hot. Come on in, Carl. Yeah, I want to bring it up. I didn't want to change the subject too much because I went to school and was a doctor and mm-hmm. got four degrees. But it's like the toll roads. When they built Beltway 8, it was the tolls were to pay for the construction of the right. Beltway. Then when the it was paid for, they wanted to keep on taking payments because the people were going to lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. They wanted to keep the people employed. Right. Now that are let the people go and they've subbed the state has turned all the toll roads into computers. Like you said. Yeah. They've subbed everything out yeah. to overseas. And now everybody else is getting the benefit. They're raping the benefits. Right. And they laid off all these people. And now they keep going up on the rates on the roads. And now all the toll roads across the state are raising their tolls. And what's weird is you can have a toll road and you can have a uh, a traffic jam a feeder road yeah. right next to it. And it's either you pay the toll or you just sit right the feeder road and, and stop at the lights. Carl, I don't know if you realize how important that subject, that's a subject in its own right. And I've, uh, we've talked about that on, on my internet show before, how uh, the state has just about allowed private companies to use state property and, and to tax people. They don't want to tax, they don't want to charge the right amount of tax to build roads themselves, something that government should be responsible for. So what they do is they trick people. And the trick is the following. Aha, uh-huh. we can get a private company to build these roads. We can go tell all the, the, the Amer- American citizens that we cut their taxes. But in reality, we didn't cut their taxes. We built the roads. And now anybody who wants to get good roads will just simply pay to use it, which is nothing more than a tax to a private company. But this time, that tax doesn't only build the roads. That tax also enriches p- private people. So you, you hit on something with toll roads that... I mean, it's so important, but so few people get it because, like I say all the time, these are things that ABC, CBS, NBC, and all of that don't cover in detail because guess what? Guess who advertises with these companies as well? They are advertised with uh, these major corporations that are doing these things. So that is the reason why we need people to call 713-526-5738. And in in this case, not to speak to me now because uh, uh, Carl is going to be my last call. What, what you really need to do, please, I ask you so kindly, is to ensure that we can keep giving this good info to folks around the state, around the country, and call 713-526-5738. And instead of hitting two to talk to me, hit one to say, I want to support this station. I want to make sure that a station like KPFT 90.1 FM can stay alive because this is, these are, this is information that's not going to be covered in detail anywhere else because they have other masters to serve. You know, right now, the people we serve are the people who listen to us. So we ask you so kindly to call right now, 713-526-5738, and support our our station. 
I've got one more minute left with you, so I'm going to do it one more time. 713-526-5738. Select this time option one to make a contribution to our, to make sure we can keep this stuff going. And folks, uh, of course, two to speak to me, but I'm, I'm getting out of here right now. So um, I want to thank all of you who listened to the show today. I want to thank all of you who participated in the show today. And I want to ask all of you so kindly to share the story. Let everybody know that we are back on air. So folks, with that, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what 